aren't you decided that he decided not to come down off the old rocket cross, but decided to die for me? Hallelujah. And in case you don't know who he is, his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, Shallow. I have the privilege of bringing the word this morning. And the word will be coming from the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis, chapter 22. Chapter 22, beginning at verse 1. And if you can, you please, all able bodies, please stand for the reading of God's word. And it reads, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, who you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood from the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. God's word for God's people. Amen. For my topic this morning, this is only a test. Pray with me. Father, Father, your word is like a light to our path and a lamp to our feet. Come and by your spirit minister the gospel of grace and life-giving and transforming power for the glory of the name of Jesus. 
Come even now, Father, and speak, for your children are listening. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. There was a story about a student who had come to take his final exam in the study of bird class. It had been a tough class with a tough professor. The exam exam consists of 25 pictures of bird feet, and he had to identify which birds they were based solely on their feet. The frustrated student said, I'm not going to do this. Nobody can pass this test. The professor replied, then I have to fail you. The student said, so fail me. The angry professor replied, okay, what is your name? The student took off his shoes and his socks and said, you tell me. (laughs) None of us like hard tests, do we? But as we walk with God through life, we will realize that faith is always tested. And sometimes those tests are very hard. God is, of course, omniscient, which means God knows everything. So God knows the future as well as the past. Therefore, God doesn't put people to the test so he can see how well their faith responds on the fire. Rather, he prepares tests of faith to show us where we are in our faith development. Whether we pass or fail, we learn about ourselves. Through the tests we face, we learn where we need to improve. We discovered how spiritual, strong, and mature we have become. In our text today, we see that it was time for God to put Abraham through another test. Abraham had come a long way, not just in miles, but in faith development. Abraham had endured many tests. Some had passed, some he had passed with flying colors, and others that had gotten the best of him. Having enjoyed a season of peace and quiet with Sarah and Isaac for about 15 or 16 years, Abraham had his test put to, his faith put to a test with unusual and an unexpected request from God. At the age of 75, Abraham enrolled in the school of faith. Now he was 100 years old, he will he was still having sound-stretching experiences. Abraham's experience shows us that we are never too old to face new challenges, fight new battles, and learn new truths. When we stop learning, we stop growing. And when we stop growing, we stop living. Well. Genesis 22 records the greatest test that Abraham ever faced it. True, it also presents a beautiful picture of our Lord's sacrifice at Calvary. But the main lesson is obedience faith that overcomes in trials of life. Abraham teaches us how to face and handle the tests of life to the glory of God. 
just like us parents today. Abraham and Sarah loved our son Isaac. They spent many hours dreaming and thinking and talking about the future and Isaac's part in it. Every time they looked at Isaac, their elderly eyes must have lit up with joy, love, and excitement. But one day the Lord brought their world crashing down on them. God said to him, Abraham, he replied, here I am. Then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Every now and then and an account appears in the social media that someone has heard the voice of God telling him to go murder a certain person of a group of people. We read a terrible murders carried out in a mistake belief that God has ordered it. But there is nothing that occurring here. Abraham recognized God's voice. Mm. They had talked many times over the years. Well. God's request is actually quite a shocking one. Because here God asks for a human sacrifice. You may ask why God asks Abraham to form a human sacrifice. Well, in the... In that moment in time, peasant nations practice human sacrifice. But God condemned this as a terrible sin in the book of Leviticus. You have to understand that God did not want Isaac to die. But he wanted Abraham to sacrifice Isaac in his heart. So it would be clear that Abraham loved God more Then he loved his promise and long-awaiting son. God was testing Abraham. Vernon McGee quoted that any person who God calls, any person who God saves, any person who God uses is going to be tested. God tested Abraham and God tests those who are here today. He tests you and me and the test of giving to us to strengthen our faith, to establish us, and to make us serviceable to him. For God also tests us because he wants us to trust him more than we trust this world. He wants us to value him more than we value us. Uh, He wants us to value his wisdom more than our own. And he wants us to value his affection more than human affection. Uh, That's the test we face every day in our lives. Uh, Most of the time, not life or death situation as in this case, but we are called to sacrifice many things for the sake of God and his kingdom. Abraham had his share of tests right from the beginning. The first was the family test. When he had to leave his loved ones and set out by faith to go to a new land. This was followed by the family test, which Abraham failed because he doubted God and went to Egypt for help. Once back in the land, Abraham passed the fellowship test. 
when he gave Lot first choice in using the pasture land. He also passed the fight test when he defeated the kings and the fortune test when he said no to Sodom's wealth. But he failed fatherhood tests when Sarah got impatient with God and suggests that Abraham have a child with Hagar. When the time came to send Ishmael away, Abraham passed the farewell test, even though it broke his heart. And now he is asked to give up his only child to the promise. All of God's promise to Abraham need Isaac for their fulfillment. In fact, without Isaac, the promises are nothing and mean nothing. So when God sends a trial to us, our first response is usually, why, Lord? Mm -hmm. And then, why me? Well, right away, we want God to give us explanations. We need to notice that God gave no explanation to Abraham, just an expectation that he would obey the stabbing uh, command. Abraham believed and obeyed God when he did not know where, and he did not know when, and he did not know how or why. Sometimes we're not given reasons either, because God just wants us to faithfully follow him. Mm -hmm. Trials and obstacles are much easier to bear when we can understand the reasons for them. But when we are forced to endure sufferings and mishaps, that seems meaningly less than life seems unfair. That is when our faith is really put to a test. The Bible tells us when the problem comes, that's God testing my faith. James 1 verses 2 and 3 says, Consider it pure joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. James is saying, when I have a problem, relax. In fact, he says, rejoice. Take it easy. Thank God. Praise God. Why? Because I know that God is with me. God has a plan for me. He has a purpose for my life, and he's going to help me through it. I need to know that God's purpose is greater than the pain or the problem or the difficulties I'm going through right now. Don't get me wrong. James doesn't say be thankful for the problems. God doesn't expect you to thank him for bad things in your life, like getting cancer. It says be thankful in the problem. I must learn to rejoice in the situation constantly if I'm going to learn to live by faith. And like Abraham, we need not only to rejoice constantly, but we have to learn to obey immediately. When God says it, do it. Mm -hmm. Or whether you understand it or not, do it. Whether it makes sense to you or not, do it. Because just know what God had asked you to do 
That's the test of faith. When God tells you to do it in the Bible, my friends, then you do it. Because this is where you hear what God says to do in the Bible. Have you noticed there are a lot of people who wants to speak for God? God told me to tell you this. Uh-huh. He didn't tell me that. So beware. Amen? The text tells us, once Abraham had everything ready for the trip and the sacrifice, he began the journey to the place. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood from the, for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. At that time, it could have occurred to Abraham, it didn't make sense to sacrifice his son, but he was prepared to do it because God said so. He didn't know how God would do it. He just knew that God would do it somehow. This is a lesson for us today. When God makes a promise, it is sensible less to wonder how he will keep his word. Faith does not reckon for with how. Faith believes and leaves the how in the hands of God Almighty. If we spend too much time trying to figure out how, God will take care of us. We are likely to talk ourselves out of a blessing. As you pun this amazing story, remember that Abraham had no idea of what was about to happen when he and Isaac started on the three-day journey to Moriah. That is, he set out to obey God knowing the one who had called him to offer his beloved son would solve the how question in his own way. There are times in life when our only job is to take the next step. We aren't called to figure out the big picture or to explain where it will lead. God said, go, we go. He says, stop. We stop. He says, give me the dearest possession and we'll offer it to him. This is the true life of faith. Can you imagine the scene? Abraham, the faithful father, look at his son Isaac and calmly say, son, I need to tie your hands and feet. Isaac likely replied, but why, father? Just trust me, son, Abraham, like we said. The narration doesn't describe a fight. Rather, it says that Abraham bound Isaac and laid him on the altar. Surely Isaac had a sense of what was happening. He had witnessed other animal sacrifices, and yet he must have trusted his father completely. Abraham took the knife in his hand. 
withdraw it from his covers, prepared to sacrifice his son. And at the very last second, with the knife hovered in the air, the Bible says, but an angel of the Lord called out from heaven. Abraham, Abraham. God had to call his name twice. The old man must have frozen. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you feel God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. <laughs> Lord, that was close. Can you believe the huge sigh of relief Abraham must have breathed at the hearing of those words? The Lord had allowed this drama to play out to the very last moment to demonstrate the completeness of Abraham's faith, both to Abraham and and the world at large. Abraham had passed the test. But he still needed to complete the sacrifice. And just as Abraham had believed, God provided a ram. The Bible said Abraham looked up and there in the thickness, he saw a ram caught by his horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. A God provision and timing is incredible, isn't it? Notice the name that Abraham gave to the place where the test occurred. He named it, the Lord will provide. We see from this text that God always provides the right thing. Amen. In this case, it was a ram. It was precisely what Abraham needed. Abraham had been obedient, and now God had provided that which he needed. Nothing else would have been sufficient. Just like God provided what Abraham needed, God will provide what you need. He is still Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider. He will meet our deepest needs in his greatest glory. Sometimes we are not too clear about what we need. We think we really need something when the fact of the matter is we just want something. The Bible says that God knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows our hearts. He knows our minds. He's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our hearts. He knows the real you, church. And you can be confident that he knows the right thing that you need. You need to trust the all-wise God this morning. That he will bring to your life that which you need. Don't take matters into your own hands like Sarah and Abraham did. And trying to solve God's problem. But learn to trust him. It's when we take matters into our own hands that we get into trouble and get out of the will of God. God provided a ram for Abraham, which was the right thing. 
but he also provided it at the right place on the Mount of Moriah. It was the appointed place of God's provision. Sometimes we miss the provision of God and the blessings of God because we are in the wrong place at the wrong time. And God sometimes has to let us go through some things to get us to the right place so he can bless us. But if you want to go your own way, do your own thing, be your own boss, trust your own bank account, trust your own wisdom and intelligence, then he will let you do it. But all the while, he wants to bring you to the right place to bless you with the right thing. God always provides the right thing at just the right place at just the right time. If God would have waited a second longer, Abraham would have plunged that knife into Isaac. It would have been too late. But God is never too late. He's never too busy to hear your call. He is never in a hurry that you cannot, he cannot meet your needs. He is always on time. It is at this point that we see Abraham's faith at its highest and best. Even though the command made no sense from a human point of view, Abraham intended to obey anyway. He meant to obey God's command even though it meant killing God's promise. How could a man do such a thing? Because he believed that God could raise the dead. If even two suffering people reviewed Jesus Christ, it was Abraham and Isaac on the Mount of Moriah. Thou experience is a picture of the Father and Son and the cross and is one of the most beautiful types of Christ found anywhere in the Old Testament. This story is a picture of the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The parable between the ram office offered on the altar as a sacrifice for Isaac and Christ offered on the cross a sacrifice substitute for us. Whereas God stopped Abraham from sacrificing his son, God did not spare his own son Jesus dying on the cross. We see what a man would do for the love of God, but at Calvary we see what God would do for the love of man. More than that, Jesus endured physical death and spiritual death to attain redemption for sinners. When God's hand was raised at Calvary, there was no one to cry out, stop, do not harm the child. There was no ram in the thickness to offer in his place. So God's hand fell in judgment on his own son, and Jesus died for you and for me. The real challenge of this story, Abraham had to come to a place where he willingly gave back to God what was always God's in the first place. Some of us have experienced exactly what Abraham experienced. And if you haven't just lived long enough, 
It's difficult to let go of what we deeply love. So this morning, I ask that you examine your life. What do you love more than you love God? Is it money, family, or pleasure? Just knowing that God, what God asks us is that we love him more than all these things. Just know what we have put ahead of God, God will ask us to release. And what we re- release, God will place with something far more valuable. Amen. This is what Abraham did when he offered the sacrifice of Isaac. When we can honestly say that we love nothing more than God, he will heap blessings and honors on us, just as he did Abraham. Amen.